You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to a new edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It is 2022, and um, we're here, fellas. We, we made it through the year. This is starting our fourth year, believe it or not, with the podcast. So how exciting is that? You're looking at our, uh, our new format here. We're, uh, we got new segments, and it's even going to all be done in a shorter time. So how exciting is that? We're no longer in our Zoom offices. We're now in our new offices. <laughs> So, Sin City Steve, Simon Street, it's good to see you all. Uh, Matt Michael will be with us uh, hopefully within the uh, coming week. So, um, we're all good. Let's get started. We have certain segments we're going to have, and we're going to introduce our first segment. And by the way, uh, this, this portion is being recorded. We are going to be back live pretty soon so everyone who do enjoy our live cast it's coming soon we decided to record this just so we could kind of get a feel of working under this new platform so don't worry we will be back all right for our segment we have our first one and this one is called the four-way stop the four-way stop is pretty much where each one of us kind of give our highlights of the week. And in most cases, we will have about two minutes to do that. But because we're missing Michaels, we're going to have a good three minutes to knock out whatever our highlights was this past week. And um, I'm sure there was quite a few highlights. It's always good when we get to hear from Simon Street. I'm going to have you go first, sir. Tell me, man, what were your highlights for the week well definitely uh one of the biggest highlights for me obviously was nxt 2.0 new year's evil event that took place this week was a pretty uh you know momentous occasion to say the least Mm -hmm. uh definitely nxt 2.0 uh going with the uh plan pulling the trigger 120 percent both on the show and behind the scenes to clear out the old and then with the new and boy, did they uh, not hold any punches for this event? Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of things happened that night. The one thing that I will say that uh, was really, really good. It was the main event, Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa for the um, NXT championship. And uh, oh, man, let me tell you what. Okay. That was a hell of a match. It was thoroughly entertained um, from start of the match to the end of the match. Uh First off, let's talk about Braun Breaker okay. with regards to that symbolic entrance of 
coming in with the chains and he and for a minute i thought i i thought he was harnessing the energy of his uncle big papa puff holla if you hear me with the sirens and shit in the background which i know he normally does but he had the chains on and shit and he broke the chains and in the background it had the nxt and it broke into nxt with the new colors and shit and uh it was really cool it was really cool it was symbolic and then he went down the ramp and he uh broke through the old school x it stood for the old black and gold brand yeah uh, very symbolic and then in the match as well uh he, you know tomaso champo shout out to him put on a hell of a match he made him earn every bit of that and as we all know if you saw the event Braun breaker is the new nxt champion and uh i don't think there's anybody left in nxt 2.0 that is of the old guard uh at all uh i don't think we'll see any resemblance of it they're all the 2.0s uh there was other great matches and stuff uh that took place that was just really just amazing it was just from start to finish just a great uh you know segment you know the other couple matches was the you know roger strong versus carmelo hayes mm -hmm. that was a good match as well um you know uh, that right there we, we we now have the only champion north american champion we no longer have the uh relegated uh cruiserweight championship of nxt brand and so uh you know that moving forward again with somebody else we don't know if roger strong will still be there but spice to say was an excellent excellent show it was great and uh you know what uh i was once of the opinion in the beginning that i didn't know how i was going to feel about everybody that i love the nx7 watching from the get-go I never really thought that I would feel this way, but I think it's a little bit poetic that they let everybody go on and have that last little fight to close out the night. And NXT 2.0 is here to stay. All right, all right, all right. I can I can dig that. Sin City Steve, what was your highlights of or highlight I should say of the week? So for me, um, it, it, the thing is, obviously, we always we used to divide things up, and I always used to talk about nothing but AEW. Go figure. On this new format, I'm going to talk about nothing but AEW this time around too. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, action got off and running really quickly uh, on Wednesday night. Dynamite, uh, as you had. The rematch, ladies and gentlemen, you had Brian Danielson taking on Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World title. Um, the first match ended in a 60-minute draw, um, and so they uh, they set it up for the first Dynamite on TBS to uh, also have a fail-safe in place in case this one went 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, they named that there would be three judges, and uh, those judges, I was really hoping that they were going to do something you know, to, uh, to take it back to, you know, old school WCW or NWA days, uh, when they were on, you know, T TBS and TNT. Um, but they, uh, they chose to have the three judges be Paul White, uh, Jerry Lynn. I mean, that, that <laughs> took the piss out of it right there, but, but I will say this. Okay. I didn't need the judges because this match went to a definitive finish as hangman Adam page hits the buckshot lariat only one he only hit one buckshot and he gets the pin on brian danielson that's exactly how it should be um so that's that's one thing to that really stood out to me from dynamite um another thing uh obviously 
We had Rampage, um, Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas. Uh, Jake Atlas had a great, great in AEW. Um, unfortunately, the match ended uh, when Jake Atlas's knee gave out uh, yeah. in closing seconds of the match. Um, all in all, uh, the the audience was definitely impressed by Jake. The uh, the announcers were definitely impressed by Jake. And uh, I think that this was a really good spotlight for him, mm-hmm. even though Adam Cole did pick up the win uh, in a very, very solid match in 10 minutes. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, except for Battle of the Belts. I got to talk about one thing. Okay. Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. And this was for the interim TNT championship. Now, Dustin Rhodes is 50 years old. Uh, I know that he's right up there. He might be 48, 49, something like that. Yeah. The man dropped Sammy Guevara with a Canadian destroyer to a fucking <laughs> table from the ring apron to the outside. Right. So that was that was the highlight of Saturday without question. So three days of AEW instead of just two. Yeah. And uh, it was all pretty damn good. Awesome. Three days instead of two. All right. Can't beat that. Let me give my highlight. And my highlight comes from the hard-to-kill pay-per-view that took place this past Saturday. Man, first off, this show was off the chains. I love everything about it. But, man, the match to me that what was all about was for the Ring of Honor World Championship match with Jonathan Grisham and Chris Saban. Let me tell you, this match was nowhere near being disappointing at all, man. I'm telling you, John, this is Jonathan, for the most part, he, he had the pure championship for a while. Like, nobody could just beat him. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody he just ran through. And then before... The Ring of Honor uh, took this time to restructure itself, and they had that championship match. He ended up getting now the Ring of Honor World Championship. But it also showed why he is this champion, because the different type of moves and techniques that he has and how quick he moves, how fast he moves, and what he's able to do, it's just, um, it was just pretty amazing. And um, and that doesn't take anything away from Chris Saban, which, by the way, I mean, this match looked like it could have went either way. Now, of course, I'm pulling for for Jonathan because I don't want the Ring of Honor title overall on Impact. And see, I think they did a great job with that too. You know, they didn't take the opportunity to go, hey, you know, Ring of Honor's in this situation. Let's just take their belt, you know, and put it on our side. Um, I'm glad they didn't roll that way. I was also happy that in that same match, I got a chance to to hear commentary from Enrique Bonnie, which was exciting again. It's, um, you know, Ring of Honor is, I, I think, just one of those shows, just like Impact, that um, for whatever reason doesn't get its true recognition, despite the fact that even the, is it the EVPs or whatever the title is, uh, for the guys at AEW were on these shows. And I would even say that, yes, they even helped build uh, these shows as well. But it's amazing how fans still have not uh, given it the support that it needs. 
And I'm hoping that that be a change. But definitely my match of the week, the Jonathan Grisham, Chris Saban, hard to kill, was definitely where it was at. Good stuff, man. That was our four-way stop. We're going to move right into our new segment. And this one is going to be called Too Sweet for the Week. Boom. Too Sweet for the Week. Simon Street, you're going to go first on this one. But the Too Sweet for the Week, this is pretty much us highlighting the the actual, um, maybe the talent um, that you thought maybe was the uh, the person of the week and all the wrestlers that did their thing, this person stood out to you. And um, we're going to take a listen here. Simon Street, tell us what, well, what yours is. Well, I'm definitely going to go one up on that one. It wasn't so much uh, one individual, but three individuals. Okay. Um, you know, there was a peaked sense of excitement when uh, NXT's MSK weeks prior to New Year's Eve had alluded to us that they were going on a bit of a spiritual journey to try and find their way back to the NXT uh, Tag Championships. And so they said that there was a profit. That profit ended up, you know, materializing into Matt Riddle. And, you know, a lot of people were excited about that one because Matt Riddle is, you know, obviously an NXT alumnus Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, has that bit of a characteristic that could mesh well with MSK. Uh, You know, and yeah, at New Year's Evil, they had a three-way match with Imperium, obviously with the head of them, Walter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I kind of just want to take my hats off to those guys in general. Uh, First off, Matt Riddle, MSK. Uh, they meshed very, very, very well together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, what the details are as far as how much time they get together to to go over matches and whatnot. I'm sure they had some time, but uh, man, they looked to me way more polished than Randy Orton and uh, Matt Riddle does. Um, <laughs> and they put on a hell of a match. And shouts out to Imperium and Walter for coming in as well and making that match. Uh, to me. Uh, this one of the standout matches in uh, NXT's uh, New Year's Evil. And so that's why, you know, my two sweet for the week is Matt Riddle, MSK, a three man group that we probably won't ever see again. <laughs> yeah. But boy, was it too sweet to watch. And that's all I got to say about that. All right. No doubt. No doubt. Let me jump over to you, Mr. Sin City Steve. Who you give your two sweet for the week to? So this one is is really it's it's somewhat difficult because on the same show, mm-hmm. and this is kind of an honorable mention. Okay. You gotta give props to the Jurassic Express. Um they okay. they've mm-hmm. they've definitely improved uh and stepped up their game over time. Um, but this week. My too sweet for the week goes to the hangman, Adam Page. Um, Obviously, uh, he went 29 minutes with uh, Brian Danielson and had one hell of a violent and fun, um, fun to watch. Definitely not fun to participate in match. Um, (laughs) But yeah, these guys, these guys absolutely brought it. And, you know, the work rate was off the charts. Um, the, The first match, um, a lot of people didn't like the fact that there wasn't a, a concrete finish. 
this match, there definitely was a concrete finish. Uh, both guys had, uh, you know, good amount of juice. Uh, there were plenty of, uh, plenty of crazy spots. Uh, those headbutt spots though, my yeah. God, yeah. I hopefully Brian Danielson doesn't plan on doing too many more headbutt spots and matches. Yeah. Um, but my God, dude, that was the, that was the first thing that went through my mind was Katsuyori Shibata from new Japan. When, uh, when those headbutt spots came in. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, Adam page definitely solid solidified himself as deserving of the world championship in AEW. Um, the thing that I found interesting later on in the show, they did reference that Adam Cole is the number one contender to the title. So now do you feed Adam Cole to Adam page? If so, then you're just continuing to push Adam page and build his credibility. Wow. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see where you're going with that. All right. It's kind of funny trying to get used to the uh, to the buttons here. <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot of playing around until we get to that. All right, so my too sweet for the week. You know, I'm a, I, I listen. I when you man, we watch a lot of wrestling, and it's sometimes very hard to choose who you want to give that that um that title too but i was very impressed with on smackdown the naomi versus charlotte flair match and i'm giving this one to naomi and i gotta tell you i you know i i um listen i always knew i always known that Naomi was is really great but this match was one of the matches that looked to me like like naomi was in the same level as a Charlotte Flair. Not someone who is just, you know, someone they're bringing to the bottom to have a match. Someone like they're doing, um, like Liv Morgan, you know. Um, Naomi was seem like she's right there with the um, with the group. I guess if you call them the four horsemen. She looked like she could have been the fifth. That's how great to me this particular match was. And... Um, and man, I gotta tell you, I was really uh, uh, impressed. I I knew there was going to be some shenanigans with with you know with with having Sonya in there, but ultimately, what it showed is that you know Naomi could get down with Charlotte and make a really good, awesome uh, match from that. And I, I see definitely something there uh, with that. I I gotta give it to her. That match right there was one that I, you know, watched from beginning to end. I was um, pretty excited to see. I wasn't, wasn't sure how it was going to come out, but, um, but yeah, that would definitely be um, my two sweet for the week, Naomi in that match with Charlotte. So, perfect. Awesome. All right, guys. We are going to move on to our next segment called WTF or this week's WTF. Now, of course, this could be anything that we've seen on our wrestling channels. That just was quite confusing. I'm going to let you go with this one, Simon Street. I know you got a good one. Tell the folks out there what you think. Well, 
Real quick before I go into my uh, WTF. Yes. Originally, it was going to be uh, Mandy Rose. Uh, Mandy Rose retains the NXT Women's Title. I'm like, what the fuck? She's still champion. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I got a chance to watch SmackDown on Friday and found something way much better. First and foremost, before I go right into that, shout out to the whoever did the writing for SmackDown. Uh, that shit was of some almost slight uh, Marvel Universe type shit. SmackDown's about to go off. The Usos just retain, uh, you know, from a uh, street fight that never ended in the street with the New Day. Mm-hmm. And then Roman Reigns is sitting there in his office. He gets up and then Seth, mother, or Seth official name, <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins, because it's the official name, Seth freaking Rollins, right. comes in giggling and laughing and shit. And everybody's wondering, like, okay, what the fuck? Because we all was wondering who in the hell is going to face Roman right. at the Rumble. Yeah. Well, by golly, Jingles, that's who's going to face Roman Reigns. I'm excited for this, uh, not just because, you know, I am definitely uh, a fan of of The Shield, and uh, it's been way too long. We've wanted to see, uh, mostly for me, uh, this new coming of an era of Roman Reigns and this decadence, this 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 tribal chieftism. I could probably add a couple more uh, adjectives to it. And, uh, you know, every king... The worst thing that they fear is anarchy. And that is what Seth Rollins represents. Anarchy at its finest. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what suit jacket he's going to wear or what jacket you're going to wear, what the hell he's going to (laughs) do. And uh, I'm excited. And all I can hope is that WWE does the right thing and sits on this golden egg and let it hatch pure joyness for us to have on the Rumble. That's all I got to say about that. All right. I feel you there. All right, your turn, Sin City. What is your uh, this week's what the? F- uh. <sighs> Almost squashing AJ Styles. Oh, okay. Now this is. Yeah, yeah I know. It's People... not for the reason that you probably think. Oh, it's not for the reason that you probably think. People stop laughing. Um. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is the the fact is fans have been wanting to cheer Amos. Day one, yeah. Okay, they've been wanting to cheer the big man, uh, and they've they've wanted to boo AJ Styles. Styles had been talking down to Omos, um, you know, treating him like crap, quite frankly, to his face mm-hmm. or behind his back, treating him like his big buddy to his face, and uh, then you know when the split happens, the exact opposite thing happens that should have happened to begin with. <laughs> Omos should have been your baby face breaking away from AJ Styles, but instead they choose to have AJ be the baby face in this, in this feud. What the hell dude, seriously (laughs) give the fans what they want. So here's the thing is yes, I could definitely get it. If almost was the baby face and he went in and squashed AJ Styles in five minutes, the dastardly heel AJ Styles, right? But no, almost is a heel. And Styles was your baby face in a show that's full of just stupid baby faces and buried baby faces. What what do we do? Oh, let's just have another heel go over somebody really fucking strong. Oh, gotcha. But then again, they wouldn't have been in the situation if they would have booked the thing as fans wanted to begin with. Ah, got you. Okay. All right. I feel you there. All right. That means it's my turn. 
WTF. Let me jump over to the hard to kill pay-per-view. And don't worry, because it had nothing to do with any of the matches or the performances at all. This actually had to do with the camera crew. Now, you know, Impact's been doing this now for some time, and they are beginning to act like, you know, back when AEW first started. And that was missing important uh, things that are happening in the ring. And they missed quite a few, especially during the women's uh, Ultimate X match. Listen, I, I I guess the camera is called, I'm, I'm assuming the, the camera that they put on the arm, I, I'm assuming is called a boom or some sort. Um, It's only so much you can do with that because it runs on a remote control. So if you're zooming in because you got two people at the top, if you've seen, the, if you know what the Ultimate X match, you know people are climbing onto a rope, holding on, you know, doing all types of things from up high you know that more than likely they're going to fall. If they're going to fall, there's got to be a camera to catch that. And several times we miss that during that match. And I'm going, what is going on? Now, you know, great we do have the, um, the uh, when they replay it, so we get to see it there, but it's nothing like watching it the first time. They also did it again back in the, um, in the triple threat championship match with Moose. He went through a table. They missed that too. So I don't know. That was my WTF. You know, I don't know what was going on. Maybe they were watching it more than um, uh, live than they were on the camera, but they need to change that (laughs) going forward. All right. Our last segment of this particular show is called The Lookout. Now, the lookout is something from either someone or maybe there's a storyline. There's something there, something there that you are excited to see or just interested to see where it goes. But the lookout, Simon Street, tell us what are you looking out for? Well, definitely. Much as uh, the same as Sin City Steve, I will be talking about primarily one show, and that is NXT 2.0, and that of one gentleman by the name of Grison Wola. <laughs> uh, really like Grison Wola and uh, the Wola effect because uh, he's got something. Mm-hmm. And so much does he have something that I think they're going to put in all stock on on building him up as just as equal as Braun Breaker, he's one of the others that they're going to build up to really be a pillar in this new era of NXT 2.0. So much, in fact, that they brought in the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you right now, that back and forth that they were doing, uh, with you know, coming in before, you know, I guess you would say it was announced they were going to have a match for next week. Sure delight. Grayson Waller can handle himself in the ring. He can handle himself on a mic. Mm-hmm. He has everything that you would possibly want and need. And I am on the lookout for him. And you, if you're listening to this, and the two of yous, 
And Michaels in the back who disagree with me, he should be listening for this because Grison Walla and the Walla effect is going to be something that you are going to see in NXT 2.0 very much as what we've seen no! with what do you mean no, god damn it? <laughs> no, no, whatever. I think whatever. That's, I think that's Matt Michaels whatever. from the is uh that, is that Matt Michaels? <laughs> Tell him to cough and hold his left testicle. <laughs> Anyways, besides the fact, getting to what I was saying, Grayson Waller is very much reminds me of the same moves that we're doing with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And, you know, other people that they had to where you could see that they have something to be a pillar to go into the era. So, hey, Grayson Waller, the Waller effect next week, NXT, him versus AJ Styles in the main event. Can't wait to see it. Okay, let me uh, let me go to you, uh, Sin City. Who are you looking out for? What you looking at for? Well, Impact, I'm going to uh, enter into your show a little bit tonight ah, with this one. Okay. Uh I'm going to talk about something that went down at the hard to kill pay-per-view and impact. Okay. Most name, most notably uh, ring of honor actually invaded impact wrestling. Uh, So ring of honor stars, Mike and Maria Bennett, Matt Taven, Vincent and PCO all showed up at impact wrestling's how hard to kill pay-per-view. And they did that uh, following the hardcore war match on the Mm pay-per-view attacking the team of Heath, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Rhino, and Eddie Edwards. Um, Heath had just won the match after Rhino hit a gore on Carl Anderson. And uh, the commentators actually referred to the whole angle as an invasion. Uh, keep in mind, Ring of Honor is on a hiatus until April. Right. So this is act- this is this, the beginnings of something that I really wished would happen. Uh, I didn't know which promotion it would happen in. Uh, but when Ring of Honor announced that they were going to be going on a hiatus, I really was just hoping that we would get more than, you know, Jonathan Gresham defending that, you know, the <laughs> the world championship and right. Roxy defending the the women's championship. Sure. Um, keeping the branding of Ring of Honor alive as well, you know, I, I think is going to be something very interesting. Um, you know, that that faction is a very solid faction. I mean, it ticks all of the boxes that you're looking for whenever you have a, a multi-person faction. It's right. awesome. I can't wait to see what happens. I agree. I was uh I was pretty excited when I uh when I saw that. I'm like, "Ah, uh, yes. Yes. It's happening." All right. For my lookout. <laughs> we've um I've talked about this before, and I'm going to bring this up, but now I get to officially bring it to the lookout. And this happens to be on WWE Raw, the match with Chad Gable and Otis uh, against RK Bro. And, uh, oh, yeah, I guess RK Bro. And um, I've been talking about how with Chad Gable and Otis, the, the, um, the Academy, I think, is really a, uh, a a cool little duo that they have, and I and personally, I believe that they should be expanding that Academy, and I think it should be kind of the same way that Gable sort of turned Otis that they do that with someone else. Like it would have been great if, and again, I don't know how they would have done it, but you know before they got rid of maybe like Keith Lee, could you imagine if Keith maybe slimmed down some and I don't know, maybe they added some, uh, 
I don't know. Maybe they cut his goatee or maybe they added some hair. I don't know. But I'm saying is you can you completely change the look and you build within that academy. Someone else that you can do. Think of anybody that you can do that, that that's willing to make a complete change and go into um, into building a faction. And it was great to see that they did take that particular win. Um I'm assuming it probably won't go anywhere from there. But um, but I think there's something there. And I'm hoping maybe, maybe with that win over RK, bro, that something will come out of it. Because, hey, they're still with the company. So apparently they see something too. So, you know, let's make it work. <laughs> All right. That is the lookout. And that is pretty much the show, guys. We did it. Wow. <laughs> 45 minutes yeah. on the dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did it. Um, well, awesome. Hey, uh, again, guys, we are just trying a new format, trying a new, uh, new segments, trying new things. And um, we always welcome to hear your thoughts that you, um, especially if you have, you was a person who listened to any of our other podcasts, and we've had thousands of listens, so we are curious to um, to know what your thoughts are for this particular um, podcast that we're doing, or video podcast, and um, and we thank you for rocking with us. We are going to have a three count as well. It's going to be sort of the same concept, but maybe a little bit more um, interactive being that we got three good topics there and uh, everyone sometimes have different opinions and those. So we will have that. Don't forget to listen to that. That that's available for download on Tuesdays uh, through all your available podcasts. So with that, that is our, um, our wrestling talk and we will see you next week. All right. Take care. Peace out. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.